Our Scott Shantz had a very interesting day yesterday, and we're going to learn all about it now. Good morning, Scott. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm fascinated to learn more about this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of my core values, Simi, and I say this like not tongue, I mean this, is that like consenting adults should be able to do whatever consenting adults want to do. I think like that is kind of a, a, a framework that I use to sort of help figure out some of the complicated issues that we face in society, and one of those things is sex work. Um, it's a huge trade. People often joke that it's like the oldest trade in the world. And uh, there is a conference happening right now in Vancouver, the Provincial Sex Workers Conference. And it was happening yesterday and today. And I had the opportunity to go down and sort of figure out what they're doing and what it was all about and what happens at a sex workers conference. So I got to speak with Helena Seiferling. She's the executive director of a not-for-profit called Living in Community. They're also a registered charity and they're working to change the conversation that we have around sex work. They collaborate to improve the health and the safety of sex workers and address community concerns. So she was heavily involved with this conference, putting it on and sort of emceeing and moderating. And I started just by asking her to tell me like about the conference and what happens there. Well, we're here for a two-day provincial conference that we are putting on. Uh, this is a conference focused on the needs and the rights of sex workers, so the, the collective movement of people from all across the province and beyond the borders as well. Um, there's about, I think, 160, 170-ish people here today and tomorrow um, gathering to really kind of meet each other, build relationships, learn from each other, share all of our experiences, and determine collectively what the next steps look like for the sex worker rights movement here in BC. Sex worker rights movement here in BC. So for somebody who is like totally unfamiliar with sex work, sex workers' rights, can you unpack that a little bit, sex workers' rights movement? Sure. Well, it can be quite a complex topic and there's a lot of different, I think, perspectives people bring to sex work as well. Um, there's lots of different moral views, lots of legal views, there's, there's lots of lenses to it. Um, but I think really at the core of it is we believe sex work is work. Um, we also know that people often are doing sex work under you know, all kinds of conditions. There's lots of factors that affect the options that people have access to um, in all facets of life, really, right? So, I mean, many of us, we could think about what are the jobs that we do? Was it all because that's exactly what we wanted to do always every day we wake up loving it? Or was it maybe a combination of things we had access to, opportunities that we saw available to us, things we were interested in, things we were good at? Um, so all that to say, there's, there's a lot of reasons why sex work is a really um, viable option for a lot of folks and a really good job for a lot of folks. Um, and it also exists on a spectrum. And so the, the folks here today and tomorrow at the conference, I think we might not all share the exact same definition of sex work or the exact same vision for where each of us as individuals want to be. But what we share is a belief that everybody as a consenting adult should get to decide that for themselves um, and that sex workers should be able to work you know, the same way that those in other industries do and to work in groups if they want, um, to unionize, to have access to, you know, workers' compensation and um, arbitration, all the things that other folks have access to. When we talk about sex workers' rights, what are some of the things that uh, we're, we're working towards getting? Mm -hmm, absolutely. So our conference here is focused mostly at the provincial level. Um, with that said, obviously the biggest barrier I think a lot of folks would name is the laws here in Canada, which are at the federal level. So that that's a bit tricky. Um, 
and I won't go too much into the laws, but obviously just to say here in Canada, the laws are such that it does make it really difficult for a lot of a lot of folks to do sex work safely, um, to work with other people maybe to keep themselves safe, to advertise their services, to you know have have thorough conversations ahead of time about what you're consenting to and what you're not consenting to and what services you're agreeing to. All of that becomes really difficult under the current laws. But with that said, the 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 model that we take at Living in Community and the uh, lens of this conference is is kind of within that framework of, all right, there's federal laws, there's a push for decriminalization, that's happening. And in the meantime, what can be done at the provincial government level and at the municipal level in particular to change maybe some policies, some bylaws? Are there different ways that governments and also nonprofits and funders can fund projects? Um, how can they be more supportive to, to different projects, to different frontline organizations to make sure that folks are getting the services and the resources they need, um, maybe regardless of what, uh, whether or not the federal laws are exactly how we'd like them to be. Um, there are sessions at the conference focused on things like, you know, uh, yeah, there's a session on funders and how they can decolonize their funding and be maybe a bit more open and flexible with frontline organizations. There's a session on um, sex work and race and how that intersects. Uh, there's a session on sex work and disability and how that intersects and, and affects people's experiences. There's sessions on the housing and shelter needs of sex workers, on the anti-trafficking movement and how that maybe does or does not come into play when it comes to the sex work movement. Um, there's a keynote session about sex work as a labor issue. There's a keynote session about a research project that was done here recently in the Vancouver area, um, interviewing sex workers about their needs and their experiences. So really all of those examples just to say that the sex worker rights movement, I think, has a lot of different pieces to it. There's a lot of areas in which we want to see change made, obviously. There's legal changes, there's healthcare, there's access to services generally, but um, we hope that through other, you know, obviously other events and other things as well, not just this conference, but we hope that this conference can be one of the places that people can come together to talk about all of those pieces, maybe even more than what's on the agenda, and really yeah, bring all of that in together to identify, all right, in each of those areas, what is the thing we need to do next? Where's the energy? Where's the priority? Let's focus on that. Okay. What do you think that the public or people in general get wrong or misunderstand about sex work? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. I think one of the main ones for sure is around the difference between sex work and trafficking. Um, so anything around trafficking or exploitation. And I think understandably so, people, you know, no one wants to think of somebody else being exploited or being trafficked or being forced to do something that they don't want to do. So I think people often come from a really good place and they think, oh, I've heard a little bit about this thing. I think it's this thing I've heard about and that doesn't seem good. So I'm, I'm worried about that, right? But um, there's just a lot of misconceptions, I think, about uh, sex work and trafficking and exploitation and conflation between all of these things. Um, and so, as I mentioned, we have a session here at the conference that will get into that more. That's definitely one of the main misconceptions, I think, is, is people might think all sex work or any time that money or goods or anything is exchanged for sexual services, that's always exploitative or it's always non-consensual or it's always forced. That is certainly not the case. There are many, many folks who are choosing this work, who are happy to do this work, who it really, really works for them and their lifestyle. They're consenting to it. So um, I think that's one of the main misconceptions for sure. Um, something we like to say sometimes is you've probably met a sex worker, you've probably worked with one, you've probably talked to one, you might not know it. 
That's Hannah Seiferling. She's the executive director of Living in Community. Uh, they're a not-for-profit uh, registered charity that deals with uh, sex workers and sex workers' rights. And that's happening. The sex workers provincial sex workers conference right. is happening yesterday and today in Vancouver. Really interesting to go that, there. That yeah. was really illuminating, though. The point that she made too is you probably know somebody and you just don't realize it. Yeah. Well, I asked her, you know, how big is this industry? And she was like, honestly, we don't know, but it's way bigger than you think it is. You know, like the the Clearly, expanse of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, not everyone at the conference was a sex worker. There was lots of government and, you know, um, resource people and all sorts of people there who have a, a stake in this. But just, you know, there, there's a huge conversation to be had there. And this is happening anyway. So we might as well have the conversation around it. As you say, world's oldest profession. You right? got it. Yeah. There's a reason why they say that. Scott, thank you. Yeah.